welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. guys god is on the move right i mean amen like god is moving and i hope you celebrated some of those things in your life just now i hope you celebrated what god is doing in our church what god's doing uh in our world god is on the move and and we get to join him in we get to join him on that journey i i, I love that we just celebrated god here in the studio we just celebrate what he's been doing in our lives, what he's doing in our church, what, what he's been doing just all across our city. And we are pumped and excited, guys. This is the last week of Advent. And this means that, yes, we celebrate Jesus has come, but we are also looking forward to him coming soon again. And, and guys, that should get you excited. Like, uh, I mean, Jesus is, is coming again, and Advent has us look back and look forward. And we're going to celebrate his birth today. We're going to celebrate that God is Emmanuel, that he is with us, that he's given your heart a new song to sing, that you are free, that your debt is paid, that Jesus has given his life for you, that the chains have been broken, that you are being pushed forward to the Father by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow, so many tremendous truths today for you to grab a hold of, for us to celebrate together. So... To start off today, because we're in this series, we've been going through and talking about light. And, and to start off today, we're going to start off with a question, because light has come. That's our theme for today. We talked about light dispelling darkness. We talked about light bringing truth. We talked about light or light revealing truth. We talked about light bringing comfort. And today, we're just talking about the light has come in your life, in my life, into our world. And so we're going to start off with a question today. And, and so populate the feed, guys. Respond to this question in the feed. The question is this. It's what gets you or what's something that gets you really excited to do? Like, okay, let me rephrase that. I can't remember how I phrased it on the thing, but what is, what's something you get really excited about doing? Maybe that's how I said it. What's something you get really excited about doing? That could be anything, guys. For me, I get really excited about trying new things. In particular, new cultural things. So uh, I didn't know Missy was going to do this, but uh, this, this weekend, she made it my entire birthday weekend because it's, it's a big one, right? It's 40. Uh, I can't believe I just said that out loud. Like, I am in a new decade. I'm in my 40s. And um, RT texted me this morning. He's like, you can't say that I'm old anymore because now we're in the same decade. <laughs> he said, you have to wait till I get in my 50s. Um, so uh, Missy, what she did was she, she, she knows I get excited about these things. She knows I love these things. So uh, she started our birthday weekend by giving us, since we can't travel, since we haven't traveled this year or anything like that, uh, well, we haven't traveled much um, outside this country, uh, that is, um, she brought the taste of the world to us. So uh, Friday night, she... Um, what do we have Friday night? Uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember now. Friday night we did, oh, uh, we did Italian because one of our first trips around the world, we went to Italy and we discovered spaghetti carbonara. So she found that for us. There's a place by us actually. She brought it 
to us. We, we had that. We just reminisced, remembered, shared that time with the girls. Um, and then Saturday morning, she made this French hot chocolate, which if you've never had French hot chocolate, it is literally like a dark chocolate bar melted with like, powdered sugar and, and milk. Like, I mean, it is, it's like drinking a chocolate bar. It's amazing. I remember the first time we had it, we went to Paris, and I thought, man, they drink this for breakfast? <laughs> this is amazing. And we hadn't had it since then. That was 11 years ago we hadn't had it. So she brought that back to us. And last night, we did this whole uh, meal that reminded us of Bethlehem a place that is really near and dear to our hearts in the West Bank. And uh, we had, you know, classic Bethlehem stuff, some fatouche, some falafel, uh, some fried eggplant. Wow, all Fs. Like, really, really awesome. And just remind us of what God has put in our hearts for Bethlehem and just, just trying new things. And I, I love that. Vanny also, uh, she invited us into her culture by giving us something from her culture to try in a Christmas tradition, these pastels that she made. And, and guys, I, I just love trying new things. I get so excited about trying things from different cultures and experiencing different cultures. So let's see, let's see what you guys get really excited about. Let's go to Missy. I think you've inspired people because there's a lot of food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot of food. I mean, there's a lot of other things, too, but some of the food was... Um, um, what do we got? Salt and vinegar chips. Um, Daniel had some Chinese bows <laughs> along with his love joy peanut butter. <laughs> he said um, what? Chinese? Chi- he said there were some Chinese bowels that they had. That they oh, bowels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said bowels. Oh, gross. So I was no. like, uh. that, that's actually, <laughs> you can uh, find that in Chinatown too. So, uh, okay. Um, so gross. <laughs> um, but there's some other things that we'll move along here from. Um, <laughs> Moving right along, um, Cora said art, and Adam picked up on like creating things. Yeah, love um, that. Love Dave that. said getting his hands like f- like fixing things, you know, like tinkering. Oh, um, Dave, Dave, like that's something I get really excited about too. I love fixing things. I, I guess I get it from my dad. I used to just watch him growing up, but I, I love that. I love and the the sense of accomplishment you get if you get it, if you actually fix the thing. Sometimes I make it worse than it was <laughs> before it started, but yeah. Um, we have some, this is cool. Theo said getting free stuff. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Who said that? Theo. Theo, yeah. I love it. I'm not, I hear you. Uh, um, yeah, I love, I love free stuff. I never turn down free stuff. People are no. sometimes like falsely modest about it. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. Bring Give it me on. That free stuff. <laughs> Um, Allie said going to the beach. I am with you on Allie, that one, Allie. Allie, yes. right, can we delete that comment? We can't even think about the beach right now, Allie. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Allie. <laughs> what are you doing for What are you doing to us? <laughs> Jonathan's over here like, man, I gave up the beach to move here. No. I lived at the beach. <laughs> um, Josh says naps. Gets really excited about naps. <laughs> that would, hilarious. That would make me not nap well if I was really excited about a nap. Josh, I would then not be able to nap. So it seems a little. <laughs> Kelly says Sky Zone, which is <laughs> amazing. Oh my and God. So fits so her bubbly, bouncy personality. Uh, I love it. Last time I was at Sky Zone <laughs> was with you, Kelly. Last time I was there, and I hurt my well, knee. You hurt your knee, old and man. And now that I'm in my um, 40s, there's no way you're getting me to Sky Zone. Uh, I would just hurt my other knee, probably. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's some, a lot of discussion about 
coffee, Seth. Um, uh, de definitely delete that comment. I Seth, know. Seth, he put but that he came in up there. with another one that's better. He said, cuddles <laughs> with my son, Nolan, which is sweet. Okay, that's yeah, better. yeah. That's better. I will not, I will step off my my coffee soapbox. Um, yeah, wait, I can't get you started there. Ariel, if, if you can refrain, you can please do so as well. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Alexa said, walks and hikes. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Nature, just getting out of nature, right? And yep. and just just being there. There's something just, especially when we live in a city like this, where it's just a concrete jungle. Love that. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Anything else on there? Oh man, there's there. Yes, quite a bit. Dayhan said golf season. Who? I like oh, learning Dayhan. about these. I like learning. This is fun. Yes. Oh yeah, I love that. I love learning this about people. Yeah. I love golf too, Dayhan. I don't play that much. Um, so you might not want to go with me, but I have a lot of fun when I go. Uh, I played golf once this year, and I wanted to do it again, and then it just went, went down. But actually, I think that was the first time I played since I moved here. Um, but I'd love to go if you want to go sometime. Oh, so good. He's like, I wasn't inviting you. Yeah, he was like, mm, <laughs> that wasn't an invitation, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no pressure, no pressure to him. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I love that, guys. Thanks, Missy. Yep. I love all this. I love learning about, uh, about you guys this way. I love that we all get excited about different things. And the cool thing is we can invite each other into those things. Like for me, I love to experience new things. So there's new things, like those Chinese bows or bowels. I would try it. I would get excited about it, right? I'd, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for a hike. Let's go play golf. Let's let's go do this thing. Let's, Josh, let's go take a nap. Let's <laughs> let's try it, right? And and uh, that's that's really cool. That that there's just things that we love like that 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 really pump us up. That really get excited. And that's what this passage is about this morning. There's excitement happening. Something is coming, right? The the, the people they've they've been a people who have walked in great darkness, and now they've seen a greater light. Guys, they're excited, they're anticipating, right? Emmanuel is coming, Emmanuel, God with us is here. Guys, God is with us. That's what Emmanuel means. Like, how amazing is that truth? If you can just let that truth sink in, just sit in that truth this morning, just realize, wow, God is with us. And he's not just out there. God has taken his spirit and he's caused his spirit to dwell inside of us. We are his temple, right? Light has come in. It has dispelled darkness. It has revealed truth for us. It's brought us comfort. Light has come. We're celebrating that this morning. And as we go into this passage, that is the overwhelming tone of it, that he is a wonderful counselor. He's not just a counselor, guys. He's not just a counselor that you go to, that you pay to help you with your problems. He's a wonderful one. He's a wonderful counselor. And that counselor he, he, he says, that's the Holy Spirit in you when he gets to John. And John 15, 16, 17 in that area, uh, or 14, 15, 16, he says, I'm sending the exhorter, the comforter, the counselor to live in you, to lead you into all truth. That's the wonderful counselor in us, right? He's not just any counselor. He's not just any God. He's a mighty God. He's 
um, omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he is a mighty God. He's not just some God over here or little G God over there or, or, or something someone worships over here or, or the God of this religion over there. He is the mighty God and he's not just a father, right? He's not like your earthly father. He's not just any father. He is the father who has no beginning and no end. He's the everlasting father. He will be here forever caring for us loving us. His steadfast love does not end, right? Paul picks up on this in, in 1 Corinthians 13 where he says, love does not end. It is there forever. He's everlasting. And he's not just any prince. He's not just any king. He's not just any royalty. He's not caught up in affairs. He's not caught up in, uh, in uh, his own desires. He's a prince of peace of wholeness, of completeness, of shalom. And all that is informing this passage. When we get to verse 7 here, and it says, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. Guys, I want us to know that light has come. And this is the bottom line for today. Light has come, so let's have some fun. Right? Sometimes when when we try to follow Jesus and and we're doing this, we're so we're so melancholy, we're so dour, we're so uh, uh, just uh, in the valley. But guys, like God has put us on the mountain, right? Go tell it on the mountain. Like we sang this morning, he's put us on the mountain. Isaiah chapter 2 precedes this, and it says, the nations are coming to the mountain of the Lord to be taught personally by him to be the light to the world. We are on this mountain. He's brought us up. He's not pushing us down. The world pushes down. He brings us up. And so that is the excitement in this passage. So let's have some fun with Jesus this morning because he says of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. There'll be no end. That word in the Hebrews literally can be translated as border. There is no border. There are no borders to God's government and his peace. It does not end. There's no hindrance. There's nothing hindering it. There's, and think about borders. That means there's nothing hindering it. It's not like there's peace on this side and no peace on that side. God's kingdom is here, no kingdom there. It, it means that there's no border. There is no law governing it. Right? There's, there, against such things, there is no law. That's Galatians 5. Right? This is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against those things, the production of the Spirit, there's no law. There's nothing hindering. There are no borders. It is everlasting. It goes out forever. And, and there is no end to it. And do you know what increases God's government? His government, there is His rule, it's its reign, it's His dominion. What increases His government? You do. You increase God's government. You increase his rule. You increase his reign. You increase his dominion. This is Genesis 1.28. This says, be fruitful and multiply. And exercise what? Exercise dominion and authority. Light has come. It's time for us to stop worrying about the world, the, the world uh, being this way or that way and start having some fun. Jesus is our king. Light has come. We are to be fruitful. We are to multiply and fruitful. What are we multiplying? 
were the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, right? We are multiplying disciples who embody that fruit of the Spirit, who produce it, who give it so that we can taste of it and our world can taste of it and see that He is good, guys. So this is Genesis 1.20, to be fruitful and multiply. We increase His rule. We increase His reign of His government. There is no end. There are no borders. And you get to increase that this morning because of the power of the Spirit in your life. And there's certain characteristics to this government that are really special, that are really amazing. And one of these is peace. He says there will be no end to peace. And again, when it says there'll be no end to his kingdom, guys, there's, Luke 17 says the kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus says, stop looking for it here, stop looking for it there. It's in your midst. It's in you. It dwells inside you. So if the kingdom of God is hindered, I'm sorry, if the, if the kingdom of God, uh, the only way to, to uh, hinder the kingdom of God in your life is, to, is for you to hinder it in your heart. You can't stop it anywhere else, though. It is everlasting, always going forward, and that peace is going with it. So your only real option is to join that kingdom because it's, it's coming. It's going, and it's going forward. And he says there's no boundaries, no borders to stop it. That kingdom of God is in you. So stop quenching the Holy Spirit in your heart and, and let that kingdom rule and reign in your heart. This is where Paul says in Colossians 3.15, he says the peace of God rules and reign in your heart. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart, he says. So you have here, be fruitful, multiply, exercise dominion. Well, let us start in your heart. And let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Let it direct you where to go. Let it be the law for you. Let it, let it guide you. And so he says here that this government isn't just any government. It's not just any kingdom. It's a kingdom and government of peace, of wholeness. Guys, aren't you, aren't you tired with what is happening in this world? If you're like me and you read the news, the world news every day, um, yeah, you're tired of what's happening in this world. I do that to remind me that something significant needs to happen in this world to change the hearts of, of mankind. I do, I read that news every day to remind me that I'm put here for a purpose to increase God's government. Because guess what? Our government is not going to do it for us. No government in the history of, of humankind, of humanity, has done it for us. It's only God's government, it's only His rule, His reign, His kingdom that will do it. There's no other government we can put our trust in. So stop trusting in a political system, stop trusting in a political figure, stop trusting in, in uh, this authority figure, this, this leader. Put your trust in Jesus. Guys, even me, I'm gonna fail you. I'm not your government here, right? I'm pointing you to Jesus. Right? He's your rule, he's your reign, he's on the throne, he's your king, he's your prince of peace, not me. I'm just pointing you to him. Right? And, and, and here he says, the throne of David and over his kingdom, that needs to be established and upheld. Right? There will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and upheld. Why, why that kingdom then? If, if no worldly kingdom can do it for us, why does he mention a worldly kingdom. Why is he mentioning the throne of David here? Well, he's not mentioning a worldly kingdom. He's mentioning a messianic kingdom. 
He's, 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 he's talking about a godly kingdom. He's talking about, if you go back to 2 Samuel 7, he's, it's this everlasting covenant that he makes with the Davidic line because Jesus, the Messiah, comes through the line of David, right? The, the descendants of David, Jesus comes through and he fulfills all these prophecies. And Jesus, the Messiah, establishes the throne of God forever. But what kind of throne is this? Because when you read this covenant, you know that David can't fulfill this. And you know that his son Solomon cannot fulfill this either because this covenant is, is going to bring a ruler, a king, who is going to establish a kingdom where peace has no end. Guys, think about that. When's the last time in your life that you experienced true peace? I mean, think about worldly kingdoms and worldly governments. The best we can do for peace is to have an army or a military that protects us and maintains and keeps order and peace. The best we can do is have a weapon of violence for peace. That's the best we can do, is to have a, a military to walk forward in violence for peace. That's the best. And I'm not saying against my, my dad's ex-military, I'm not saying against, I'm just saying that's the best we can do. In Isaiah 2, just before this, God says, here's the best I can do. You're going to take your weapons of violence. These days it'd be guns. That, those days it was swords and spears, your guns, your bombs, and you're going to beat all that out into farming gear and the things for peace, and the things that are gonna bring in the harvest. That's Isaiah 2, he says that's the picture of God with us. It's that you don't need those weapons anymore to try to get some semblance of peace. My peace is way beyond those things. There's a true peace, a true wholeness, a true completeness, a true integrity there. Because then you can have that peace today. You get to increase that. So when you increase God's rule, reign, dominion, you increase that peace. But you can't increase that peace if you haven't experienced that peace. And you experience that peace by being in the presence of Jesus, God with us. Guys, I'm 40 years old today. 40. Um, it's old. And uh, that peace I've experienced for most of the last decade of my life. The peace of, because think about it, especially in this year, where are we, right? We're in this year of, some of you guys are in financial difficulty, some of you guys are in, uh, you've experienced sickness, or your friends have experienced sickness, your family's experienced sickness. That, there's no peace there, there's no peace in your finances, there's no peace in your marriage, there's no peace in your relationships. You hate your job, or, or you're disgruntled, or you're not getting paid enough, or whatever, but there's no peace there. There's no true peace there, there's no wholeness. There's, you're still striving for something in this world. You're still trying to get that next thing. You, 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 there's no peace in what you have, because you want that next fill in the blank. You want that next piece of clothing, you want that next car, you want that next house, you want that next Pick your material possession. You want that next diploma. You want that next piece of paper that says you are uh, educated. You want that next thing that validates you. Where you get, and there's no peace anywhere to be found. But Jesus came to give us peace. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 2. He says he's there to make peace between us and God and between us and each other. But so many of us aren't experiencing that peace. 
But I'm telling you, at 40 years old, you can experience that peace. Not when you get 40, but before then. Like, I look back and I'm like, wow, I've actually experienced this peace because there's, I have freedom. I don't worry about my finances. I don't worry about the next thing. I don't worry about, I'm not anxious about tomorrow. I'm not anxious about what I'm gonna get. I'm not anxious about what I'm gonna, I'm not anxious about those things. And, and God has blessed and he's blessing. And, and guys, you, you might say, well, you have these things. Well, yeah, that's because I trust God. But, but also because I have this peace. And, and Paul says when you have this peace, you can be content in any circumstance, in hunger or in plenty, in scarcity and abundance, right? With everything and with nothing, right? You can have that peace. And I've known people who are, live on the street and they have that peace. So it's not about what you have and things. It's, it's about this mental state that God has given us, this spiritual state, this emotional state. Guys, you are in Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father, on the throne with him, in Christ Jesus. That should give you peace, and we increase that. But if you don't have that, how can you give that to our world? How can you increase that? So what are you increasing? Are you increasing the kingdom of the world? Are you increasing the kingdom of God? We're called to be fruitful and multiply the kingdom of God. Join me in that. We have some fun in there, guys. Like, that's the abundant life. That's what we're trying to invite you into, to multiply the things of God. And that's the throne of David. That's his kingdom. And he says it's with justice and righteousness. So many things are off in this world, like I said, but God's justice and righteousness can reign. We can put things right. Things can be right. Do you, guys, do you guys know that we are a part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken? The light has come and darkness will never overcome it. Amos 5 picks up on this in verse 24. And, and Amos says, let justice roll. It's like an avalanche, guys. The kingdom of God is like an avalanche that you cannot stop. And it's all-consuming. You can't stop it, so you might as well join in with it and have fun with it, right? Because Amos says, let the waters of justice roll. May righteousness basically flood everything like an ever-flowing stream. God's justice and righteousness have no end. They're everlasting. There's no border for them. Stop hiding your light. Let justice reign. Let's put things right, and you have that power. You have that power today because God is with us, Emmanuel. He's come. He's with us. The birth of Jesus, guys, that we're celebrating is not just a story about a little baby in a manger on a silent night, uh, you know, with Hark the Herald Angels Sing and all that. It's about this joy to the world that he's brought with us. It's about Emmanuel, God with us. And remember that thing that I said, uh, remember that thing that you get really excited about? Well, guess what? God gets really excited about this. It says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is his excitement. His excitement is found in seeing peace that has no end. It's found in you multiplying that peace. It's found in you 
increasing justice. It's found in you increasing righteousness. It's found in you living out the kingdom of God. It's found in you experiencing joy. It's found in you securing your identity in Christ, securing your destiny in Christ. It's found in you uh, in his steadfast love that never ends. That is his zeal. That is his joy. That is his excitement. And for all the things we get excited about, which are great, they're fleeting compared to these things that have no end. And so let's get excited about what he gets excited about, right? We can still get excited about those things, but let's get excited about what he gets excited about too. Let's get excited about justice, righteousness, joy, peace, love, all those things that God gets excited about. And as he is zealous, let us be zealous too. So celebrate Christmas this year with the zeal of the Lord of hosts. And join the party with us, guys, as we celebrate and sing joy to the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your grace, your truth, your excitement, your joy, your zeal, your fervency. Give us that today as we uh, celebrate what you've done this year, what you're doing in our lives. Lord Jesus, we love you. Give us your fervency of spirit. Give us, may we not be slothful in zeal, but may we just be fruitful and multiply light and love in particular right now in this holiday season where we are pointing people to you. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.